Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So before I go into today's episode, the female fat loss program is closing its doors until further notice from next week. So the final day to sign up is Friday the 1st of September. It will start on the 4th of September 2023. So if you are interested in doing it, it is 99 euro. So what do you get? It's the biggest intake of 2023 and the biggest intake of the female fat loss program since I've started doing it. It's perfect for someone who has tried every diet under the sun. I'm talking slimming clubs, keto, intermittent fasting, any other thing that believes in sins. And you may be skeptical about this. You may be skeptical about the fitness industry. Maybe you've tried everything. Maybe you've had coaching before and it feels like a scam. You might be thinking of, well, oh, this is just going to be another program. You might be looking for that accountability that you haven't had before. You might have food rules that you're looking to drop. You look. You might identify as someone who's a yo-yo dieter or someone who's an emotional eater. But this is exactly what I deal with when I work with, when I'm talking with my my clients and it's been designed by one of my clients. Everyone, I, everyone has helped, I have helped so far, has been someone listening, like you, listening to this. They felt they were always failing. They felt that it was never the right time. Or they felt they'd never get the results they want. They hated that whole diet starts Monday mentality. And if this sounds like you, then the female fat loss program is perfect for you. My job is to ensure that your food relationship has improved. You got rid of food guilt once and for all. You understand why the scales might spike and understanding your cravings around your time of the month. What do you get from me? What do you get from the program? Six weeks of coaching, tailor program of videos, home or gym, or you can do your own program. Tailor calories, tailor macros, home or gym workouts based off what your needs are. Free recipe books with my fitness pal friendly recipes. A Facebook group with support for on weekly lives and personalized weekly check-ins for the six weeks. The full price is normally 149. But because you are listening to this and listening to the podcast, I'm giving it to you for 99 euro. So the 1st of September is the closing date for applications. There's not going to be a sin in sight. Everything will be there for you. Dropping food guilt, guilt, improve relationship with food. Everything starts on the 4th of September. So if you're interested, click on the link in the show notes. And I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. So one of the big things that kind of comes up with clients a good bit is and good a lot when and i think a lot of people have blamed themselves for it is this element of motivation so what we're going to talk about today is is it really motivation that is directing things for you so first we need to look at what a definition of motivation is motivation by definition is the reason or reasons for acting in a particular way whether they're going to bring you further or closer to your goal and nowhere on that definition does it say where nowhere does it say feel like it so if we look at whenever you your motivation around training and food drops or you get dropped it's probably more down to your mood more than your motivation so if we look at it from a point of view of of things is motivation probably has nothing to do with it and it's probably got more down to your mood, which I tend to call this term motivation. Patent pending. So generally what motivation shows, like if you think about every time that you've just stopped doing your training or your weight loss journey or your muscle gain journey or 
just stop doing what you intended to do at the very beginning. Look back and think back at every time that that's happened. It's been more often down to your mood. So maybe you've been things have been going really, really well for you with the weight loss journey, but then all of a sudden work ramps up, stress ramps up. You start working later nights. Then we drop what we've been doing with the regular meals. We don't sleep. Then what happens when we don't sleep? Our hunger goes into overdrive, our fullness hormone down regulates. So we start to pick on different foods, the more calorie dense foods, the likes of sweets, all those kind of different things. Now, don't any approach that says you can't have those is the wrong approach for you. The female fat loss program will show you that. But if you're someone who is constantly stressed, not sleeping, your mood is going to be on this tightrope and you're going to struggle to find that balance. But if your mood, a mood will go up and down. It's normal to have your mood go up and down. If there are other certain elements of when people have depression, anxiety, personality disorders, binge eating disorders, anorexia, all these very, very different things. And that's the case. Maybe going to talk to someone to help you with that is the best solution for you. Rather than just putting your money into just another diet that you're not going to be able to stick to. One, because it might be too restrictive and two or three, you might not have the tools in your arsenal right now to be able to work through it. But how often have you ever tried to start off a weight loss journey and said to yourself, right, this is the last time. This has to be the last time. But when life ramps up, what happens? Your mood tends to go. You may have had a stressful time at work. The kids are acting the bollocks, whatever it may be. And you may not have slept properly. And then what tends to happen for an awful lot of people is food tends to be the coping mechanism or tool when stressed or we get emotional and the food generally isn't the problem the problem could ultimately be the problem could be the lack of other coping mechanisms at play that we're not feeling safe we don't know how to deal with our, our stress we don't know how to deal with our mood we don't know how to deal with all these different things but we have to look at it from a point of view of if we're ignoring our mood and ignoring any of our beliefs and habits around things, well, then we're, we're fighting a losing battle. And a lot of people have a perspective problem. A lot of people don't know the difference between emotion and perspective because they haven't been taught. Your body cannot tell the difference between a thought and a reality. It can't tell if you're, if you're feeling safe or unsafe. It can't tell if this whole thing of I'm feeling fat is a feeling or not. But fat's not a feeling. But you need to look at it. A lot of people don't have a weight loss problem. They have a perspective problem or an emotional avoidance problem. And an awful lot of people don't know how to deal with their emotions because they've never been taught. We've lived in a very suppressed society for a very long time and we've told just to get on with it. And that's what people believe that they actually need to do. But that's not, that's a battle that doesn't work. It's a battle that a lot of people don't want to, that, that can struggle to accept. But then people start to blame themselves and this, this, this kind of picking our holes at ourselves becomes a coping mechanism and then our mood gets dropped, our self-awareness drops, our, our self-esteem, which is what's based off what other people think, our self-worth is based off what we think as well. But those things can drop. And when our mood drops, what tends to happen is we go to our lowest form of training. 
we tend to retreat into full turtle mode are they not talking we don't we fear judgment we fear failing we fear having conversations because we don't like to feel the way we do we feel that's a side of failure and then we lose we latch on to one the one thing that's been a coping mechanism or the one constant thing that's in our life which is food drink or whatever it may be but what happens if we actually said to ourselves right is motivation really at play or is it our mood more often than not it's probably your mood dictating things when you're in a good mood you're being adherent when you train generally what happens is because you've trained you feel better or you've gone for a walk or whatever maybe you feel better so that has a knock-on effect on how you eat but the days that you don't look after yourself and don't don't necessarily prioritize yourself your mood starts to kind of drop down 5 10 15 20 percent and that's huge numbers and then what has an impact on well, I didn't train today, so I might as well just have all this food that's in the house. And then on Monday, and then the next day you wake up, don't feel great, feel lethargic, and that knocks into another day and another day. And then you're trying to get your cut in that spiral of all or nothing. And then it's diet starts men- Monday mentality again. But that's also led by this element of perfectionism. And that's the that's the the, the perfection thing with food is the inability to accept that you are human that it's inability to accept that you're human that you can't have these feelings that you can't have these low days and good days there's a, an amazing book by russ harris i think is the author's name called the happiness trap and in that book he talks about well you can't have the good days without the low days and what he means by that is in order to have the good days you may you need to have the polar opposite and have those less positive days because you won't appreciate the better days and that's a really, really important factor. A lot of people do, like can really struggle with it. I've had, I've had depression before. Mine was situational depression. Depression. So it's it's different. Everyone's journey is different. I suffer with anxiety as well, and I've felt really off over the last kind of, in the last last while. And everyone's been kind of saying, "Oh, you you feel great," all these kind of things. But I've really, really struggled. But the one thing that I've made sure of is getting sleep. One, one thing I've made sure of is having the regular meals. Because they they would have been dropped first the last time. I've had to work so hard. They may sound so, sound so simple. But the, often the simple things are what's going to bring people to where they want to go. And people always think, oh, I, I can't get back on track now because well, my mood is low. It's like, no, your mood is low because sleep is off. Stress, you're not prioritizing yourself. And it's really, really important to make sure that you need to look at what back on track actually means. My often, when that people say, well, I need to get back on track, it often means eliminating foods or restricting yourself all week. But if you if your certain diet that you're on at the minute is impacting your mood or your relationship with food, your life's not going to change. It's going to change for the negative. And it'll be harder to get back on track because it's too hard to stick to. And then that's addicted to that restriction mindset. And it will be harder. Remember, you're a much nicer person with chocolate and your carbs in your life. So every time if we take those out and our mood goes low, what's the one thing that's been constant in our life? Food. So we go for those things. We should be allowed to have those things. Like when people, mood can have an impact on anxiety, health, mental health, all these kind of different things. And an awful lot of people can have this thing of and this is something i've been thinking about a lot lot recently is 
it's not the night out or the meal out that generally derails people's fat loss journeys. It's the failure or the or the failure to, to kind of reset or the inability to remove the emotion from the situation. If you actually took a step back and said, right, how do you feel after the weekend? Tired, lethargic, you may have had a few drinks after the rugby match or whatever, maybe you might be feeling lethargic. Ask yourself, well, what can I do that's going to bring me one step close to where I want to go? I'm going to cook a normal dinner. I want to be in my normal dinners. I'm going to cook a homemade dinner rather than going for the takeaway. And if you're having three or four takeaways at the minute because your mood is a little bit erratic, maybe look at, right, maybe rather than having three or four, maybe let's reduce it by one or two and see how you go that week. And like I, I would say your mood will start to go up because you're, you're nourishing yourself. You're feeding, you're feeding yourself better. You're looking after yourself better. And when we start to look after ourselves that little bit better, granted, it's not going to be possible all the time you're starting to, to kind of get a knock-on effect and this um, this will start to knock on into other areas of your life. And people start to blame motivation. But like you're not, you're not motivated every single day to go to work. You're not motivated every single day to look after your kids, but you do because you're clear on your why. If you don't go to work, what happens? You don't get paid. If you don't get paid, you can't keep that roof over your head. If you can't get that roof over your head, you can't afford the food and the house that you're living in with your kids. So that's something to think about. Are you clear on your why? So I always talk about it and clients always say to me like, well, I just need to figure out my why. And the questions are like, well, why do you want to lose weight? I want to lose weight. That's not a big enough goal. That's like saying I want to be a tree. It's not a big enough goal. Why do you want to lose weight? Because I want to be fit and healthy. Why do you want to be fit and healthy? Because I, for the kids. Why do you want to be fit and healthy for the kids? Because I want to be around for them. Why do you want to be around for them? Because I want to fit into, I want to be able to get into photos and be have energy for my grandkids. So there's a proper reason why of why someone wants to lose weight. And they're the times where when we are mood drops or like we need this reminder of something in our heads of saying, right, this is my reason why. What one thing can I do today that will bring me to my goal? Like I know after I'm recording this, I'm going for a walk. It's my chill time. It's my 40 minutes to an hour of chill time listening to a podcast or even put the headphones in and not even listening to anything. And I've been feeling poorly all weekend. But I know it's going to help me. I know it's going to aid me. I know it's going to bring me closer to my goal of managing my mental health. I'm managing my anxiety. I'm managing things. And then I'll have a whole, I'll be in a mood to cook something when I come back and be able to chill out for the rest of the evening and watching a couple of programs and series at the minute. Turn off the phone and do what I want. But an awful lot of people have, because they're not sleeping, we're living, like our bodies are not made for the amount of stress that we have in our bodies at the minute. Our bodies aren't made for it. So no wonder we can't we can't deal with the, the the levels of perfectionism. No wonder we can't deal with the levels of emotions that we're playing. We're not prioritizing ourselves. We don't know how because we've never been taught by our parents or our grandparents or whoever we taught. And there are other things like suffering. There's also elements of trauma, grief, all these kind of different things that come in, and they can catch up with us. They can kind of be like a leak in the house and just implode on us. But we don't, it's not our fault that we can't deal with things. But the one thing that we can say is, and I always say this to myself, like, what's the one thing that I can do for myself today? Like yesterday, just make sure you're sleeping enough. I took the day off work yesterday because I wasn't feeling well. It's the first time in four years I've took, taken a Monday off because I needed to. 
feeling a hell of a lot better at lunchtime since I prioritized myself. But I didn't kind of end up be overeating. I just was like, let's have my regular meals. Are the two linked? Maybe. Causation versus correlation? Maybe. Prioritized sleep, got my water back in, went for a gentle walk yesterday, got some decent sleep and feeling a lot better than I have been over the last kind of couple of weeks. And I haven't, I haven't voiced that. I haven't spoken about how I've been feeling over the last kind of couple of weeks because I know other people are suffering. And I think it's important to say, right, it's not about, oh, you don't want it enough. And I've had clients say that to me. It's like, it's not that I, I, that I just don't want it. It's like, it's not that. And they're like, well, it's, I've been told that before by other coaches. It's like, that's not what it is. Ask yourself really what's going on. And they're like, well, I don't feel right at the minute. It's like, oh, okay, well, unfortunately, what, what's going on? And then you kind of dig in and put an arm around the shoulder because they don't want to feel judged. And an awful lot of people think that they're, unfortunately, people think that because they have these lower feelings that they that they will feel will feel judged by other people from feeling a certain way they don't want to bother anyone they don't feel they're worthy of it but what makes you less worthy of looking after your mental health than me think about it think about it nothing it's a story it's a belief system that you may feel is too true but as i said already your body can't differentiate between a reality and a truth or a belief system and a lie so before we start going and blaming motivation because you don't go to work every day motivated you go because you get the money to feed your family but at the same time, you still go when your mood is low. You might not be as productive, but you do something. You send in that report. You may work later hours because you need to do that, because that's your priority. You're clear on your values. And you could do a values exercise really, really quickly. So get a pen and paper. Finance and fitness. Focus, which is your mental health. Family and friends. Fun. And finance. Rank them in order of one to five. My guess is fitness and fitness and health will kind of come in at number three. And most people, family and friends will come in at number one. But yeah, people are trying to put so much pressure on themselves to be fit, fitness and healthy and all this kind of stuff and think they need to go to the gym six days a week. And when they don't do it once, that they just give up and they're blaming themselves. But what happens if we lower our expectation on ourselves and write what's good enough for us? And this is something I always work with my clients. And the, when it lands with a client, it's game changing. What's a good enough week look like for you with training and nutrition? Then versus what's a perfect week look like with training and nutrition? So when life ramps up, what can you do? When life is going swimmingly and great, what can you do? And you'll be able to see the two different realities and see which one's acceptable, which one's achievable, should I say. More often than not, kids will get sick. Work will be busy. Life will be busy. Holidays will come up. I know what you might be thinking right now. Well, the female fatness program, have got holidays coming up and the kids are going back to school. But the kids were off for the last little while. What did we do then? There's never going to be a perfect time. There's always going to be, the whole thing is the right approach will teach you how to manage these events. The wrong approach will restrict you to the point of mass destruction and you'll be stuck where you are or in a worse position and your relationship with food will be shite. And then it will impact your self-esteem, your self-worth and you'll be fed up. 
But what about looking after ourselves, asking yourself, well, what do I need? You look at your kids right now and say to themselves, what do you need today? They might need a hug. They might need that. But we need to look at an element of, well, what can you do? Look at your mood. Check in yourself right now. Say, right, what emotional need am I missing right now? What can I do to help myself? Maybe booking a therapy session. It might be going to talk to someone. It might be reaching out to your coach. It might be reaching out to your partner. It might be reaching out to your kids. It might be reaching out to your sister or your brother or your parents. But a lot of people will blame motivation or even willpower on different things. But they're external things that we can't rely on. It's like relying on Dublin bus to bring us to our destination or even Reiner. Sure, you'll get there eventually. But we can't rely on it, with, especially with, a, with like say, a Dublin bus, for example. One won't come along for ages and then two will come along at once. Well, that's when we're extra motivated. But we're extra motivated because we've done something. Motivation generally comes from action. Most people think that motivation comes from it just arrives. Motivation comes from doing something that is bringing you closer to that goal. And then you get momentum. And then you get progress. And when you get progress, you feel better about things and your mood is better. What an awful lot of people try to do is they try to like, okay, this isn't the right time for me. This isn't the right time for me. This isn't the right time. When is the right time? Are there better times for people? 100%. But you can still do something. It's learning how to manage those situations. I've got a couple of clients at the minute who are like selling houses and have got a few different things kind of going on in the background. And we're focusing on maintenance at the minute. We're just focusing on, right, can you get your regular meals at the minute? And that could be progress for you. Some people think it's too simple. It's like, well, you're not doing it now. Three meals, two or three snacks is probably where most people need to start. If you're someone who is in a very, very busy career, busy, busy life, and you're struggling to get three meals or two or three snacks, weight loss is going to be hard for you. Because three meals, two or three snacks will probably reduce your overeating it will keep your mood in order for most part uh, it will reduce the cravings it will reduce the energy drops where your mood drops it will help you to be a little bit more in line with where you're ready to go getting regular protein having carbs in most meals and then you have a knock-on effect because you're going to have the energy to train motivation to train desire to train and be aligned with your goal so before we start blaming motivation have a look at your why before we have a look at our why, look or along with having a look at your why, look at things like motivation. How is your mood? How are you today? What can we do today? So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. So before you start to kind of head off, don't forget that the failure to reset that people have after weekends. It's not the weekends that derail people. It's the inability to remove that element of shame or shame or anything any guilt from that situation but if you actually ask yourself right how has that meal derailed me well it's not as it wasn't on plan in inverted commas was it on plan or off plan or am i just going to get back to what i was doing before and when i felt great all right i'm going to do that now i've removed emotion from it and brought in perspective and that's my job as a coach 
My job is to teach you how to have weekends, meals out with your family, friends who are top of your values and be able to get to your goal. That's my that's my decision. That's my goal to go after that and help you to do that. A lot of pro- approaches that you have ever done listening to this, you have never gone after those. It's all linked to perfectionism. And it's the inability to accept that you're human, that you have feelings, you have emotions, you will emotionally eat, but you're not an emotional leader. I'm an emotional eater is a story. It's a belief system. It's an identity. You're not an emotional eater. You're someone who eats emotionally because you don't know how or don't want to deal with your emotions because it's too uncomfortable in that moment or time. So we look for a short term solution. We don't look longer term. We lose that lose that perspective and say, all right, what do I need now? All right, I'm back home. I'm back home at like three o'clock, four o'clock. All right, I haven't eaten anything all day. I can either, I can either, I'm just gonna get loads. I'm gonna have a few biscuits, and then before you know it, there's seven, eight biscuits deep. And what you could have done that moment of time is I got a sandwich in. That would have helped you a lot more, reduced the calories, kept you fuller for longer, and brought you closer to your goal. But that's looking long term. That takes time. That takes skill. That takes perspective. But when you're judging yourself by unrealistic standards and expectations and you don't match up to these, you are saying you are a bad person for doing that. So when we remove emotion from situations, there's a lot more perspective. When we, when we look at motivation, it's re, is it really motivation or is it your mood? If your coping mechanism and the only coping mechanism that you have is when you're and when you're stressed or emotional is food, then there's a different, there's an issue with your lack of coping mechanisms because you've never been taught how to deal with those. So be interested to hear your feedback on this. If you're interested in signing up for the female follows program, click on the link into the show notes. It closes on the first of September. So if you're interested, pop me a DM. If you want to go straight into it, there's a small number of places left. 1st of September, you got six weeks, brings you up into the middle of November, sorry, October, and you'll be flying it. Training, program, nutrition, weekly check-ins, weekly lives, Facebook group, home, gym, whatever you may need. It's there for you and guaranteed results. I can guarantee the results with it. If you apply some of the information that's been suggested in it, the results will follow. If you have any questions on it, let me know and I hope you've enjoyed this episode.